You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cannabis Hangout. My name is Saab. And I'm Brandon. On today's episode, we are going to be interviewing an industry leader. They have hands down some of the best products on the market. I carry their salve with me everywhere I go, and I'm pretty sure Brandon does too. Yes, yes. They're very medically minded, but pride themselves on using very clean materials to make their product. So guys, please welcome Brian and Tim from Oklahoma Medicine to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, thank you guys for having us. Welcome, guys. So we're just going to start from the beginning. You guys can each tell us like where your cannabis journeys began. Tim, you want to start? Uh, of course, yeah. So my cannabis journey began, like a lot of people, when I was in high school. Kind of just started smoking weed with some friends, looking to get stoned. Um, I think it was around 2004. Okay. So okay. a while ago, a yeah. long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really looked at it as a medicine or anything. I just always smoked weed with my friends until around the time I was 24, I got a job at a dispensary, and that's when I actually started seeing it as medicine. I was working yeah. at a dispensary on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have patients come in and tell me stories about how they were able to get off 20 or 30 pills a day wow. from using cannabis, and that's Amazing. when... I actually started looking at it as a medicine and realizing that I'd been using it in my life as a medicine and self-medicating and mm-hmm. not even realizing it. Right. I struggled my whole life with depression, anxiety and stuff. And I think cannabis is what really, I never had to use um, any pharmaceuticals because of that. That's amazing. I love yeah. hearing that. What yeah. dispensary, where, what state were you in? So I was in Colorado. I was born and raised in Colorado. I okay. came to Oklahoma about eight months ago. Nice. All right. Welcome yeah. to Oklahoma. So, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so... You said you started smoking in high school and then you worked at dispensaries. And then what brought you, like, you transitioned to Oklahoma eight Um, months ago? So I met the owner of my company seven or eight years ago, actually. Um, Him and I became friends through the cannabis world. Um, He actually was from Oklahoma. He'd been living in Colorado because he was able to actually grow weed there. Yeah. Wasn't able to do it here. Um, So him and I became friends. He moved back here when the laws passed to start our company. And him and I have been such good friends. I've been working with Starbucks as well. I had my degree in business management. Okay. Um, When I was getting my degree, I did some consulting for small businesses. And so I've always wanted to help grow a company or make a new business. And so... Brian gave me the opportunity to do that. It sounds like it happened like really organic. Like it it just fell into place. Exactly. All the right things happened at the right time. Uh, I love that for you. Brian, tell us about your cannabis journey. Gosh. uh, I first got high when I was 16. In (laughs) 1994, we went down to some old abandoned neighborhood that had a bunch of underground tunnels they had completed off, I think, Expressway and Rockwell area. Oh, Wow. And me and my buddies crawled in the tunnels, and we probably smoked for like two hours. <laughs> That's Came a great back. place to smoke. I know. Yeah. That really is. <laughs> Very low-key. <laughs> Came back, and uh, thought, I, don't, I don't really feel anything. And later that night, a couple hours later, we were hanging out at my buddy's house, listening to his dad's Simon and Garfunkel record. <laughs> and I think Amazing. I an entire gallon of the Sam's Club Laffy Taffy. Oh my god! Uh, that's when I first finally realized that, hey, I like this stuff. It's kind of fun. Yeah. As I got older, I moved to Denver. I ended up growing for about seven, eight years there. Amazing. And Tim uh, moved back here recently for this reason. And I've been really focusing on the medical aspects of it. I've had a mm-hmm. back surgery, L1 mm-hmm. microdiscectomy. Okay. Oh, wow. And uh, I think it was 1998. And uh, ever since then, I've had constant kind of nerve and muscle mm-hmm. pain in my back and 
that's one of the reasons we developed our topical. It really helps. Yeah. Uh, my wife will massage it on my back. It really loosens up the muscle tension. It Amazing. Feels, feels great. So yeah, I started kind of coming with, from just being a stoner mm-hmm. and grew into the more I learned about this and grew up the uh, the actual medicinal benefits and really wanted to push that with our brand and focus on things that would truly help people. Yeah, that's amazing. So, speaking of your brand, can you give us us and our listeners a rundown on who you guys are and what kind of products you guys create? Sure. Yeah, we're Oklahoma Medicine, and we are a licensed processor. We our facility is out of Meeker, Oklahoma, which is just north of Shawnee, south of Chandler, <laughs> off I forty four. Perfect location, about halfway between Oklahoma City Metro and Tulsa Metro for distribution. Amazing. We found this old 1923 brick building that was pretty run down, but the price was right. So it took us a little longer to get going, but we bought that thing, got the extraction equipment all in from the West Coast, remodeled it, and uh, got operational. It's very dope. I'd, it's funny that you say it took you guys a little bit longer because, as you said that, I had a flashback, too. Um, we carried this salve prior to carrying your salve in our store, and I remember any time the pro- the topic of salve came up, because Me- I guess you guys had given Megan a sample prior to you guys being oak yeah. ready. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And Megan would always refer back to, no, like, we just have to have that salve. Like, I can't remember their name, but, like, it's that salve, and I can tell you what tin it is, and I can tell you that, like, it works wonders, but, like, that's what we have to have. So it's funny that you say that because it just, like flashed back to that and Megan saying that and just it's so cool that like everything just kind of works full mm-hmm. circle it's yeah. one of those things for me too with this company is I, my previous experience in Denver I was telling you guys earlier I never really believed in topicals yeah. I was mm-hmm. kind of thought they were a gimmick even when I was working at the dispensary when right. someone would buy them I kind of thought they were getting ripped off in my own head I wouldn't say anything to them but then once I started talking to Brian about his he was making it for himself before he started the company and I tried some I have a really bad snowboarding injury in my shoulder mm-hmm. And after trying this for two weeks, I could actually sleep at night. Yeah, it amazing. didn't eliminate the pain, but it made it so much more bearable. It was like a liquid mm-hmm. Advil, and it, yeah. it was really mm-hmm. cool, too, because they were making it with a really cool scent. Like, the lavender was really nice at night, so I could actually yeah. nice and soothing and mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah, was, That is so cool. So how how are they created? Like, how does it? Dif- how are you guys different with your salve compared to, like, the other salves on the market? Like, what are you guys... That's what do you guys take pride on, I guess, when yeah. you are creating your salve? Yeah, I'd say um, the quality of the extraction that we do produces a really clean product with the mm-hmm. CO2 extract. And then we also use organic beeswax base and sustainably sourced essential oils. So we pride ourselves in premium quality ingredients. And uh, the combination of those has seemed to be a winner. I really never expected this product to do as well as it has. And Can I jump in? Yeah, please. I think not only the essential oils and the beeswax base, but Brian did a lot of research also on what essential oils work well with each other. Yeah, So in our eucalyptus and in our lavender, there's different essential oils. It's not just lavender and beeswax. It's not just eucalyptus and beeswax. There's some right. other essential oils in there that we've done research that work well with each other and mm-hmm. have medicinal benefits, not just smelling, but transdermally as well. And we also have the salve um, with our topical. We also have the one-to-one, which we're really proud of because we see, mm-hmm. I personally have noticed that when I have a one-to-one topical with the THC and the CBD, it actually works for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried. Mm-hmm. I've tri- yeah, exactly. They work so Good well words. together. I've tried so many just THC topicals or just THC transdermals where mm-hmm. it's not that it doesn't work, but I, I feel with the CBD, it's more a lot more of a, a muscle relief. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like more universally like healing to your body. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not, not on trash effect. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So topicals aren't necessarily, they can and can't be the sexiest thing on the market um, and can sometimes be hard to pull the trigger on, especially for people who chase a high. What's something about topicals our listeners should know that um, would really benefit them? I think topicals are one thing in the market that a lot of people just aren't educated about. Um, we're seeing that the stores where we spend time in educating bud tenders and patients, our topicals sell amazing at. Yeah. Um, we have some stores where we aren't, haven't had the opportunity to really educate the staff or the um, patients as much, and people aren't, the topicals don't really sell there. Um, the market just isn't aware of what topicals can be used for. Education is such yeah. key. Yeah. Too. It's I agree. Ridiculous how if you important can get, it is. Yeah. If you can get the bud tenders mm-hmm. on fire for your salve, they're going to have fun selling it because they know so many awesome little mm-hmm. things about it. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Fi- and like, it's really cool too when we're finding the bud tenders that are knowledgeable about the salve. Sometimes they're t- coming back with us with um, remedies that we didn't even know is good for. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was telling you guys earlier with the inflammation for high heels, like when your feet get yeah. swollen right. up. Yeah. yeah. Like stuff like that. That came from butt tenders. That was butt tender feedback. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's um, amazing. And so, yeah, it's really cool. Or I think it's really important for butt tenders to be knowledgeable about topical so that patients can be, and they can really, a butt tender can really expand, explain how a topical can help a patient. Mm-hmm. Like if a patient does have migraines, Flower's not always the best choice. I agree. Mm-hmm. I use the topical often for my migraines, actually. I, side of my head, right on my temple. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, or nice. sometimes, like, for um, relaxation, sometimes people don't want to smoke an edible. You just put a little bit of a topical on the back of your neck, mm-hmm. on your chest, like a Vicks Vapor Rub, like, or something. That's yeah, that amazing. eucalyptus one, that's what I plan on using it for, like, right here, yeah. even, like, a right here, oh, yeah. if needed. Yeah. But it, that, it reminds me of the Vicks Vapor Rub, and I love the smell of Vicks Vapor <laughs> Rub. open your respiratory so, up. I know. Yeah. yeah, definitely. My best friend has a plaque psoriasis severely all over his body, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually created the lavender um, for him, he was our guinea pig. Oh, wow. And, uh, That's cool. One of the reasons is that the lavender essential oil is very healing for the skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he gave me wonderful feedback with it and really said that it stops a lot, large portion of the cracking wow. on his, on his plaques. Oh, wow. so. I need to get some for my dad. He has psoriasis on his back and he's always like buying the tube of, you know, medicine yeah. mm-hmm. from whatever. Yeah. And for his feet. Yeah. yeah. It really works for all kinds of things. We're constantly finding new uses for it. It's Yeah. Amazing. Isn't it? Isn't that crazy? It's like one product for many different uses. It's crazy. Well, I, for sure. Literally it, for everything. It's weird too because you know how you'll sometimes see those memes about how people joke around how CBD is used for everything. Yeah. Right. I feel bad when I start telling people about all the applications our topical can be used for because yeah. I don't want them to think I'm being gimmicky that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no. It I, really is good for I've had that yeah. reaction. No. Even as a bud tender I'm <laughs> like no like i swear i'm not like i'm this isn't rehearsed but i swear by this stuff like it actually works and then i go show them my tin and i'm like no look this yeah. is my tin i actually use it all the time this isn't snake oil this yeah <laughs> yeah and especially That's like man to man like saying like use this you know what i mean <laughs> exactly, yeah. versus being like try this flower like i think it goes like a longer way like yeah. i know you're passionate about it because you're some dude talking to me about a salve <laughs> to put on you know <laughs> I mean, seriously, no, yeah, I'm sure no. that's ran through your yeah. mind. Well, that's one thing, too. It's not like we try to educate patients. It's not like, well, butt tenders as well. It's not just a feminine product. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the two, not why we have the two cents, but we know dudes don't always want to smell like lavender. Yeah. yeah that's so smart, so, though. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think that about really that, guys. Smart, honestly. Yeah, I didn't either. I was just like, oh, cool. Two options. That's fun. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's really smart. Yeah, that's very true. So what is your favorite thing about being in the Oklahoma market? 
because I know you both lived in Colorado. It's recreational there. So, like, and we're booming here, I feel like, in our industry. So what do you guys, um, what'd you say? You, you can go first. Okay. Sure. I, uh, my favorite thing about the Oklahoma market is just the size of it. It, it feels mm-hmm. amazing to be involved in something that's one of the most massive collection of businesses and patients in the nation per capita. It, it blows my mind mm-hmm. how big it's gotten so two dope. years here. Mm-hmm. So we really feel if we can do well here when it goes federally legal or reschedules, decriminalizes, however you see it happening, that the Oklahoma businesses that rise to the top are going to be of such a premium quality that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to outpace some of the competition from other states just due to the sheer volume of competition in our state. That's it's that crazy because I've always yeah. thought of us like little Oklahoma USA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone came out of the woodworks to vote for state question seven eighty eight. I yeah, was like, whoa, Oklahoma! What are you guys <laughs> doing? This yeah. is I'm proud, I'm so proud. To, like, yeah, I'm really proud to be from and here. especially like with Colorado and like mm-hmm. that being the spot where everyone here wanted to go move to or maybe even still has. Yeah, but like now you can do it here. I think and now everyone's like, all right, swarm Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few people from Oklahoma and Colorado, and they're like, you're moving to Oklahoma? (laughs) Right? Yeah, I'm I'm there. It's becoming more trendy, though, now. Honestly, there's Oklahoma's definitely, I used to always want to move out, like, but now I'm like, wait, move out? Wait, what? You don't have the mountains here, though. No, that's that's the one thing. There's so many beautiful things about Oklahoma that people talk about. The skies here. Oh, yes, the sunsets. Amazing, the weather. Nothing beats an Oklahoma sunset. One thing I really like about Oklahoma that also I really appreciate about the Oklahoma marijuana industry is it's... Seems like it's on the come up and it's new. So the marijuana mm-hmm. industry is such a baby here, and it's really cool to be a part of something so new. Yes, like, I very know. True. Yes. That was one thing I really loved about the marijuana industry in Colorado as well, or the cannabis industry in Colorado as well, is just watching something new happen. Just coming from my business background and mm-hmm. my degree, we haven't had a whole lot of new industries in our life. It's always been the offshoot of some other industry, but this right. one's a whole new industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see how it blooms in each different state and to come here and have being such a part of it so new is really really cool to see that and then it's kind of cool to see like downtown has so much new stuff i know it's expanding yeah, everywhere and they really, are yeah. they I really like are there's also a lot of like diversity and like restaurants then now, like, now everyone's guys... like we can't do the same thing like we have to bring something new to the table I'm like, it's oh, cool wow. yeah. we just need to be able to build mountains <laughs> <laughs> that is like my thing yep. i'm like until the outdoor harvest comes in yeah, there you go. Yeah. So what do you find to be the biggest hurdle about being in the Oklahoma market? Uh, I think we kind of are touched on it a little bit. I think educating patients. Um, it's a good the one. Oklahoma That's market just... being so new is everybody's just excited to buy weed. Yeah, um, yeah. Not, you're right. Even, mm-hmm. even Legally. Just, even though they're just using it, even if they are just using it for medicine, whatever, it's really cool to be able to do it. You're right. So mm-hmm. There's like really cool ways that people are marketing their products. That's really grabbing mm-hmm. patients' eyes. Yeah. And it's not necessarily sometimes not the best medicine for that patient or for what they're right. looking for. I think just educating the patient on what they need, even if it's not our topical mm-hmm. or if it's not the edibles we sell, like the patient needs what's good for what. The fact that they're using them. cannabis, period, mm-hmm. as an alternative is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's so just so good. cool, period. Like getting people off their prescription drugs mm-hmm. and or big pharma, anything. I like love hearing those stories. Oh, yeah. I think thrive off of that. The biggest hurdle for us is just, yeah, educating the consumer and what is good for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like that there's a huge lack in that. And we say that all the time that people just either aren't educated or processes aren't taking the time to educate and like growers, or they just don't want to do the education. But even with patients, I'm always like, 
Do your research, like take ownership of your experience because I can only go so far, yeah. but if you're not going to take ownership, then it's going to stop with me at the dispensary. Like you're going to go home and you're just going to do your thing and get high. But like, if you actually want to obtain medical benefits, like you can use cannabis without getting high and you can use the THC aspect of it without getting high. But there's such a lack of knowledge in that, that people just don't know or don't want to know. That's why I love you guys' podcast and saw why I love you guys at the dispensary that you work at is um you that dispensary does a really, really good job of educating their bud tenders and they do a really, really good job of educa- educating the patients. Mm-hmm. And then on Thank your guys' you. podcast, how you guys always tell patients to keep a journal, to find yeah. out what they like, find mm-hmm. out what they don't like. And all that is so important for It's a good place to start. Exactly. Yeah. Education is like you always need it. We're always mm-hmm. learning something. Oh Which is so we never know it yeah. all. Never. Yeah. yeah. So you both lived in Colorado. You grew up there. You lived there for a brief period. Um, what do you feel? How do you feel about that market compared to processing and being a patient in the Oklahoma market? Um, I up? think that market is a little bit more mature in the aspect is regulate regulatory stuff, and mm-hmm. testing, and all those kinds of things. I, they're a little bit more strict on it, but I think that's. Important. It should be absolutely it's very important. Um, the labs are a little bit more reputable. Um, yeah, so I think it's just a little bit more mature, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's all a good the, the the youth of the Oklahoma market, the regulatory changes that keep coming are a little scary as an owner, just because we don't know what's going to happen from week to week, and, and they're so vague. They just passed some new emergency <laughs> so rules last week, and you know we had to go through and dig through all the legal framework and figure out, okay, what are we? We need to keep documenting this. We need to add the five-year waste disposal chain of custody whenever our waste guy picks it up mm-hmm. this time. It's a, it can be a little daunting just staying up with those type of topics. Yes, yes. Making sure, hey, we really want to, as a company, do everything above board and fully compliant. And it's a challenge to stick, stay up with it, even if you're trying to do it. It's, it's constantly changing. It's a Do you guys target. do it yourself, or do you, like, have an attorney who we does it? We have a couple of attorneys, actually. Okay. Um, shout out Bud Scott and uh, Rachel Klubeck. Oh, we Rachel love Klubeck. Rachel. We love Rachel. Yeah. She's awesome. Say, she's, she's really awesome. She's, she's great. So, so she's, badass. She's really nice. Yeah, she's like amazing. L- lawyers are amazing, but even with having a really good legal team behind us, with all the regulatory and compliance stuff that they're passing, there's so much that's just on our shoulders that changes Absolutely. from time to time for us that we have to keep up on the laws. No matter if we have the best lawyer in the world, they might they don't know sometimes the compliance things that we're doing in the building or mm-hmm. how to let mm-hmm. us know. About or they've those. got too many clients and they're extra busy. Exactly. So you're yeah. so you're yeah. trying to you're figure it out. Playing catch up, always. Yeah, that's a lot. So, are there any new products like that are on the horizon that we yes. should know about? Yes, there are. <laughs> we we are coming out with a new product really really soon within the next month it's a micro dosable product and it's sugar-free and it tastes phenomenal okay not a lot of sugar-free options in the market so that's exciting wow brandon this is right up your alley i know (laughs) she hears microdose in her ears perk (laughs) Um, no you're fine i'm just a low microdoser and that's me (laughs) that's all i was gonna say we find a lot of people like that in the market that's why we just actually started doing our low dose peanut butter cups yeah yes. um those are amazing we actually just won a new award at harvest fest for our peanut butter cups so Heck yeah i saw that congratulations Congrats. so tell us a little bit sorry to cut you off tell us a little bit about your edibles because you never got to finish your product yeah line. you got salves we know about the salves yes what yeah. edibles do you guys do so we're currently doing two versions of peanut butter cups the full strength 150 milligram pack and the low dose 50 milligram pack for people who have a less of a tolerance and then we also have the sugar-free hard candy microdose upcoming feature that I just mentioned. 
as well as the bonbons that are 100 milligrams each. And we may make a low-dose version of those too because we've had a little bit of feedback that, hey, 100 milligrams is too strong for a lot of these people. They, yeah. they want 25 mm-hmm. or 50 or something Which like that. Which is popular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's kind of a sweet spot for people because mm-hmm. the hundreds, it's like, I feel like when people get into the 100 per dose range, they would rather just do like, the 500 stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, to kind of talk about what Ryan was saying, so our, our bonbons are amazing, but it's 100 milligrams each bonbon, and there's two bonbons in a pack. So it's, yeah. And they taste so good, it's hard to only eat. What is your tolerance? I personally, it's gone down a little bit. I used to have a crazy high tolerance. Mm-hmm. I used to dab all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All day. And so now it's a little bit lower, but I, if I eat an edible, I'd say like if it's midday, if I just want to have a good day, yeah. 75 milligrams is good. Oh, but, wow. <laughs> If I like end, end the day, I'd be toasted. Probably. Holy cow! What about you, Brian? I'm about fifty to hundred. Okay. Uh, okay. If it's daytime or I still have some stuff to do, I'll take fifty. But God. if it's evening, I'll eat hundred. I'm yes. gonna be laid out on the couch, relaxed. But oh, is that gonna be me someday, or <laughs> am I just always sticking with the under fifty because I can't hang when yeah, it's like no past twenty five? Yeah. I know a lot of people that do exactly. Have same you guys way. tried? Sorry, I just always have to pitch these because. I'm so obsessed with them. Have you guys tried the Nature's Key Wonder Ones? No. Okay, no. you should try them because it's a higher, mm-hmm. it's the highest dose that I've seen in Oklahoma of one to one ratio, and it is so good. I love Nothing. it. Yeah, I, I love one to one stuff. It's. I think there needs to be more of those types. Of Are they gummies? Yeah, they're gummies. Okay. They're so they just came out with. The, Three new flavors. Okay. They're the apple cherry one is not a sexy flavor, but I'm a I chase the high, not the flavor. But then they came out with blueberry lemon, which is super delicious, and amazing. then cherry limeade and tropical. Um, but those are nice. I actually have patients who are 100, 150 milligram dosers, and one of those will kind of put them under. I'm gonna try one of those. Yeah, so definitely try Nature's one. Key, right? Yeah, Nature's Key one to ones. Yeah. So what what would you say each your personal favorite product that you guys have? My personal favorite is the probably the peanut butter cup. Either okay. either strength really. I just I could eat those things like candy. Yeah. They're so good. It's exactly like a Reese's Ghirardelli chocolate. Oh, oh. so good. I know. Like, they're a little. You could make some Could you make times. s'mores with them? <laughs> you could. Probably. Ooh, that's a good idea. I mean, that's that's dangerous. Oh or smoothie. You can throw yeah, like, oh, that would be so Think good. Think about like a campfire though with your graham cracker, marshmallow, one of those peanut butter cups in it. I've never had a peanut butter s'more. That sounds amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it now. I'm yeah, we gotta try that now. Um, my product, I have two favorite products. One other product we forgot to talk about earlier is our capsules. We actually offer a vegan capsule. Um, they're not gel caps; that? they're vegan. Yeah, so they're really cool. It's 150 milligrams a pack. Each okay. capsule is 15 milligrams. Okay, amazing way to kind of. Check your dose while you're eating them. It's um, a yeah, really cool that. way to I like, try those. They're, they're also kosher and halal friendly. So love you know, that. Pretty much any dietary restriction. Yeah, we those are so those are one of my favorite products that we have. Just because I can pop like two of those in the morning if I wanted to, mm-hmm. like or if I'm sore. We also have a one to one THC or CBD version of those. I did not know that. Yeah, no Ooh. one knows about the capsules just because they're yeah. No one ever talks about capsules, but mm-hmm. um, the only place that has them currently is Cali Roots. So okay. If you guys do want to check them out, they're there. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, I'd be interested. And then my other favorite products are topical, just because yeah. I love it. That's the reason I'm Use it every day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what is your favorite way to consume cannabis? Oh, for me, bong grips for sure. Bong grips, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon can't relate. I'm yes. a joint guy. Absolutely. I love, I love What'd a you good say? Joint. I'm a joint guy. I okay. Like, yeah, I like to roll one up. 
close to that. I like, I'm still trying to figure out how to roll a joint. Oh, that's the, so that joint I brought over earlier, the first joint I rolled in so long. Like really? It's really good. Okay. I'm going to roll in blunts, but I can't, I can't roll joints there. Okay, yeah. I get frustrated. I can't roll joints with filters, so you're better than me. I just, I have to do them no filter. Oh, my, I, the filters just get on my nerves kind of. I a lot of stuffing, so it wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> It just takes a lot of practice. <laughs> I guess so, yeah, no, absolutely. A lot of patient that practice. Too. I and get frustrated, and then like my hands get sweaty, and yeah. I ruin the joint paper, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I know. Else, Take yeah. all your weed out yeah. and just put it in your bong. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Got a text no. from Brandon the other day. Hey, when you come over, I need to. I need you to roll the rest of the blunts. And I was like, Did you try? She was like, Yeah, I did yesterday. I got really pissed off and I ruined it. And I was like, Okay. Story of my life. I was like, I felt good. I was like, I got it. This is gonna go. And then it was like five minutes later. I was like, I'm still here and I'm done. Well, no, yesterday I was like getting all excited for this podcast. I'm like, I'm gonna roll like four joints and show up with them. And I showed up with one. One is better than already. <laughs> that's hilarious one and done we got it though oh man okay so what would you guys say is like lacking in our market i know education can always be one but we're always doing that but what would you think here um i'd say consistency in labs um testing that's a, um, that's a popular answer yeah, that's a, yeah that's a very we, popular answer like i heard um i don't remember who was talking about on your guys' podcast but they'll only take tests from a certain lab mammoth that's who it was mammoth the yeah. mammoth boys yeah. I, I i'd really respect that i just but it sucks that they have to say that because the labs are so inconsistent. Would that mm-hmm. lab be expressed toxicology by chance? They didn't say. Do what? I don't think that they, they said. Didn't say, huh? No, okay. they didn't say. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can check on their packaging. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on their uh, QR codes. But yeah, I'd say consistency in labs just with like the most recent one where they did a report and they found a lab was changing results for pay and play. We did hear about that. Um, there's been there's been rumors about that too from all over. So I think just if there was more consistency either from the state level and checking the labs or some sort of change there, I think that's the biggest thing lacking because if that was more consistent, it would force everybody to kind of play at the same level. I agree. Right. Or we've also, we've heard from, I forgot who was saying this, but like to go instead of just like one lab, like saying that it would need to be sent out to multiple just to make sure you got like all your green check marks and it's not just coming from one lab. Oh yeah. We've definitely heard the same thing. Yeah. Or heard that it's a good practice to do that. It's just hard as a processor because if we want to get our product or if we want to get our product tested at four different labs, thousand dollars or more right yeah. so it's expensive like, yeah. it's expensive i'm sure but then it's also kind of like we're, we're proving it to you yeah, you yeah, know yeah. but you guys are building loyalty with your consumers so it's that's a good thing yeah we recently yeah. bought an agilent hplc 1220 just to test our own products in-house mm-hmm. oh cool and so that's lab grade equipment it's pretty cool it's been a journey learning it but we've had agilent out a couple times and they've really educated us on it that's so cool so just so you guys know that is a machine that most of these labs use to check the potency okay oh nice so yeah we're using the exact same machine that a lot of these labs use it might not be the same machine but it's probably the newer one right yeah but yeah we're using the same machine that is on the market that's nice to be able to do it yourself oh so we're able to double check what we're getting back which is really nice yeah that and it's cool to be able to do it in-house and then be like okay cool we got this so like then send it off for official but also like as a patient i really appreciate that because i know that you guys take so much time and the quality that comes out so no product will ever be less than the quality i'm expecting because that's the expectations you guys have set for your patients you know i think the one thing we always we've always tried to do is we're not going to put a product out that we wouldn't use yeah like, yeah i've always been pretty selective about what i put into my body so i think yes absolutely selective about what we put out there or on my body too with our topical absolutely guess, yeah. yeah you should yeah. feel that way we yeah. feel that way about like any brand that we want to talk about or represent we're like mm-hmm. if we're not we don't like it or this or that we don't want to talk about it or rep it or 
even tell our consumers to go get it, you know? We appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah. of course. So let's talk stigmas. What's something you'd like to like to see changed when it comes to cannabis and stigmas? I think I would just change the way I grew up thinking about it. Like, so just the way to get high, like I was saying, how it changed my thoughts about it. It's, yes. medicine. it's something that really does help people. It's helped my life. It's helped a lot of people's lives. And just that's a stigma I'd like to change. It's, it is something, it's something that helps people heal. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, absolutely. My personal back, back surgery experiences, it really is a medicine. Yeah. You can do a wonder for a lot of people. It's going to help get our state off opiates. It's going to generate a yes. lot of tax yes. revenue. Already has. And I think it's wonderful. I think it's going to uplift the state as a whole and replace what oil and gas has lost basically. Yeah. That's a really good thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The amount of money that we're bringing in. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's honestly beautiful to see. I know that Facebook page, the Oklahoma cannabis or that maybe it's the OMMA. I don't know when they report like every month. I'm like, I have to like relook at the commas and the numbers. Cause I'm like, (laughs) wait, what? I know. Yes. And then I'm like, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. That's so crazy. I know. It Um, really is. Just a little side thing, if you guys didn't know, which Brandon and I found this today because Timbra Labs, we had no idea that their salve has terpenes in it. That's so cool. I had no idea about that. And I've been using your salve for almost a year now. So that's really good to know. If you guys did not know that or if you guys do not use Oklahoma medicine, we highly recommend it. Their topicals, I mean, all their products are awesome. Um, but yeah, just like you were saying earlier, Tim, it's not just beeswax and lavender. No, yeah. it's, there's which a lot is, more to it. Yes. Which is so important. And like we always say, it's important to know and research the brands that you consume because not everyone is doing it right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well guys, do you want to add anything else to this episode before we hop off? I just want to tell you guys good job for what you guys are doing. I'd like thanks, Tim. What thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank you. We yeah. Thanks you for like taking time out of both of your busy days. Yes. I know you guys are busy to come talk to us. So we, we really, really appreciate you guys. Yes. Well, stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.